Welcome to another episode of Open Doors, Conversations with Heart of the Father. I'm your host, Jacqueline Harper. Open Doors is a conversation about inviting God's love, presence, and power into our hearts. We are friends and teammates from Heart of the Father Ministries who share in the mission of setting captive hearts free through Unbound Ministry. We're so glad you could join us. Hello and welcome to the Open Doors podcast. My name is Lisa Livesey, and I'm the newest member of the servant team here at Heart of the Father Ministries, and I'm your host today. We are so happy you're here with us as we continue our Lenten series in these 40 days leaning up to the celebration of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Today, I have the distinct honor of being together in the studio with Janet Lozano, wife of author Neil Lozano, who wrote the book Unbound, out of which Heart of the Father Ministries evolved. Janet and Neil have been married for 50 years. Together, they have four sons, all married to amazing women like Jen Lozano and Rachel Lozano, who many of you know. And Neil and Janet are blessed with 14 grandchildren. Now, at the time of this recording, we're expecting a storm tomorrow, a wintry mix of ice and snow. And sometimes we feel like we need a literal break from that ice and cold up here in the Northeast area of the United States. And Neil and Janet just did that for a few weeks in January. So Janet, where did you and Neil go? And is there a highlight you could share with us from your time in warmer parts? Yeah, Neil and I had the wonderful opportunity to uh, go visit in three different places, friends of ours, family of ours in Florida. And so I feel like I feel like I came home from wearing flip-flops to putting on my boots. But the fruit was just taking the time out. It definitely was a vacation. It was fun, but it was just really good rest. Mm -hmm. And I felt like the Lord blessed us. That's so good to hear. And it's such a needed thing and such a part of who we are as human beings of needing that time for rest. Well, each week of our Lenten series here on the Open Doors podcast, we discuss a portion of scripture. And today we are going to be looking at the first part of Romans 5, written by the Apostle Paul. We are reading Romans 5, verses 1 and 2, and verses 5 through 8. Janet, would you be able to read that scripture for us? Sure. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. While we were yet helpless, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Why, one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for a good man one will die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's such a rich passage of scripture. Mm. As you read over those 
verses, Janet, is there a particular phrase or verse from the passage that stands out to you? Yeah, I think as I reflected on this passage, the word poured into our hearts, poured, just really struck me. And so I, you know, it says, God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. It's all God's action. It's all His gifts being poured out into us. So these are the readings for the third week of Lent. And so as I reflected on on this scripture, I also looked back at the readings in the Catholic Church for this Sunday. And the first reading was from Exodus. And it was about the time when the Israelites had been led out into the desert and they are miserable and they're crying out for water. And they're saying to Moses, have you brought us here to die of thirst? And so Moses is afraid, actually. He says to God, he's afraid he's going to be stoned by these people because they need water. He actually says, what shall I do? They're going to stone me. And God's response to Moses is, I will be standing in front of you. He tells him that Mm. to go before the people, but God says, I will be standing in front of you. In other words, if he's in front of Moses, he's between Mm. these people that are going to stop him and Moses himself. And what he tells him to do, strike the rock and water will flow out. That pouring. So for me, as I reflected on this scripture, you know, water is always a symbol for baptism, where baptism is where water is poured over us and we are given the gift of our faith. So Mm -hmm. it's that symbol of God pouring out the gift of faith for us. So encouraging. Yeah. And so it was kind of like relating this idea of pouring through each of these gifts from God of our faith, hope, and love. It's all God's action. And there's a reflection by a Father Joseph Leinhardt. He says, St. Paul wrote of faith, hope, and charity, and it means that God himself infuses these virtues into our soul. The church calls faith, hope, and charity, calls them theological virtues. And that word theological means God himself Mm. is infusing those virtues into us. So faith is a gift from God, and we rejoice in our hope of sharing in the glory of God. So it's Mm -hmm. in our faith that we can receive this other gift of being able to hope. Mm. That was what stood out to me when I was reading this passage was that word hope. Uh, That part of hope does not disappoint us. And I've meditated on that phrase at different points over the years. It has really meant something to me. And recently I was listening to the 
first video of the Unbound Basic Training series. It's called The Power of the Gospel. And Neil talks there and he says, The power of the gospel is the love of God. This power dwells in us by grace, and it's God's desire to release this power into every human heart. And then he goes on to talk about this Romans passage. He says that in Romans 5, 5, it says this perfectly, that hope does not put us to shame. So some versions use the phrase put to shame, put us to shame, rather than the word disappoints. And then it goes on to what you were just saying, Janet, because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. That's the reason that we can hope. So for me, when I think about it, hope does not put us to shame. It means that rather than be put to shame because of my own failings and shortcomings, but through Christ's bloodshed on the cross, I can instead have hope for a relationship with him and a future with him in eternity. When I think to it in the way of hope does not disappoint, I think of sometimes more things right on this earth of situations that might be difficult that I'm waiting to see. Lord, will you bring about some change in this situation? I found the Lord to be so kind, even in small things. And I can give you a little example of one time when the, this happened with the word hope. I was in a gift shop with a friend, a friend I've known for decades, one of my best buds, and she knows all my stuff. We were chatting while we shopped. And this is a gift shop that has inspirational items throughout the store. And so I was talking with my friend, and I just said to her about a particular thing, I just need to have hope. And at the very moment that those words left my lips, my eyes looked up and fell upon a little resin cross. It was turquoise blue, was a few inches high and about an inch thick, and it was sitting upright on a shelf. And guess what? Written on that cross in script was the word hope. So as soon as I said the word hope, I saw the word hope. And I couldn't believe it. And so, of course, I had to buy it. Don't tell my family this because they joke about the damage I do in that gift shop. I, <laughs> I always come home with bags of things. But I promise most of the time it's buying gifts for my grandchildren. But that little cross sits on my kitchen windowsill now and encourages me all the time that hope does not disappoint. Mm, that's a great, great thought. I'd just like to share again this thought about hope from Father Leinhard because he writes about we boast in the hope of glory of God. What is hope? And he talks about how it's not optimism. It's not just thinking that somehow the future is going to be better mm -hmm. <laughs> than the past was. Mm -hmm. That's what optimism is. But optimism doesn't base itself in anything. Mm -hmm. And he says, optimists don't know the future. They simply act as if they did. Christians don't need optimism because we have hope. Hmm. For Christians do know the future. They know how the great story is going to end. It's going to end with the reign of Christ the King over the whole universe. Amen. By virtue of hope, we affirm that God from all eternity has a plan for the world. That God who created us will not abandon us, and he proved that his plan is effective when he sent his only son to take on flesh for our sake. So he's saying, you know, we can have hope, we do have hope, because we know by faith, by the gift of faith, we know the truth 
that God has a plan. But he also says hope is also the response by which we graciously accept our place in mm. God's plan. Yeah, so so hope is God's gift for us, but it's also like we need to exercise it. You know, it's us responding mm. to right. that gift. And believing that we do have a place in his plan, which is amazing, really. <laughs> but Janet, as you look over the years of your life, is there a time when you felt that you were especially holding on to hope because the love of God was poured into your heart? Yes. What comes to my mind is, you know, in all of our conferences, I always share a testimony of how at one point in my life, God really set me free of an underlying stronghold that the enemy had in my life. And when he did, the migraines that I had been experiencing and was hoping to be healed of, I was at that point. Mm. And so I, I don't want to tell the story again, because I know a lot of our listeners, if you've been to our conference, mm -hmm. if you've read Unbound, you know this story. But what I was reflecting on in your question is, you know, I feel like I came to that conference that day after years of hoping, you know, that God would heal me, praying for God to heal me, asking other people to heal me. Mm -hmm. But that day, I believe that God infused hope in my heart. Um, mm -hmm. You know, like just felt like we were saying, we need God to give that to us as a gift. Because when I was prayed with, I had an experience of God's presence. And I didn't understand it exactly in the moment, except I knew that it was God touching me. And so, you know, part of my testimony is, it's not like I never had another migraine again. Mm -hmm. But the hope that was placed in me that day by my experiencing the love of God led me to respond in hope in the future. And to know that if I experienced more symptoms of another migraine, it wasn't that God didn't touch me that day. It was that God wanted to take it deeper mm -hmm. and set me free at a deeper That's level great. and heal me in a deeper way. As you were talking, I thought about seeds, like God planted seeds of hope in your heart. And they're there and they've taken root sprouted and it's it's exciting to hear to hear that testimony janet thank you for reminding us about that you've been to a lot of countries you've spoken at many conferences all around the world and you've led unbound prayer i'm just wondering if you can think of some memories that might stand out where you saw god's love poured out extraordinarily in an unbound setting or even perhaps in your own family what comes to mind when you think about that yeah Two stories come to my mind. One is in the very beginning of the book Unbound, Neil tells the story of a young woman in another country. And this was very early on. Unbound was not written yet. We were learning and we ministered to this young woman who had a very, very hard story. And I'm, for the sake of time, not going to tell her story. 
But it was very painful. She had experienced a lot of rejection. And because of it, she was under a lot of shame. Like Neil explains, she couldn't even look at us through the. And when Neil asked her if she wanted to forgive, she couldn't say anything. She just mm. sort of looked at him. And at that moment, I believe God downloaded in Neil's heart his love for this young woman because Neil started praying out of her story as if it was her speaking to God about her pain. Wow. And as Neil did that, I started weeping. Hmm. The intercessor, I mean, the, the translator, who was also interceding, started weeping. Hmm. And in the end, all three of us were weeping. And I believe it was, it was just God pouring his love in our hearts for her. And when she heard someone speak her story to God, mm. then she was free to forgive and receive freedom that day. And the end of the story is, number one, she came back with her family. She wanted to introduce her family mm. to us, the people she needed to forgive. Wow. Wow, freedom. And number two, what she said to us, she came back for a blessing the last day we were there. And she said, thank you. Now I have hope. Oh. So just such, such a beautiful example of how, you know, God pours his love into our hearts and therefore we can have hope. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, there's a scripture that comes to mind from Psalm 126 when you say that. It's, it says, he who goes forth weeping, sowing seed will doubtless come again rejoicing. And that's what just happened in that Unbound session that you described to us. That's so beautiful. In an Unbound session, we always have tissues available because sometimes there is weeping, weeping of sorrow as we tell our story. But quite often, as you just told us, Janet, that weeping turns into tears of joy. And I like to think that those tears help to water the seeds of the gospel. Hmm. As it's spread throughout the world, but also think of that story. Her tears and your tears watered the gospel because she brought her family back. That's so amazing. I love that. We're coming to the close of our time together, Janet. This has been so wonderful and meaningful. Thank you. I do have one more question for you, if we can just take a quick minute for that. During the 40 days of Lent, we do take time to remember our own humanity, our own mortality, and reflect upon the way Jesus suffered for us on the cross. So as we look at this scripture, and if we were to meditate today on a particular phrase from that scripture reading in Romans, particularly in relation to this Lenten season, which verse or which phrase would you recommend that we meditate on? In verse 5, it says, while we were yet helpless, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Mm. I think, too, you know, we talked about hope, and I remember, and I share in my testimony about the migraines, I was feeling helpless, hopeless, mm -hmm. <laughs> and yet to remember at the right time, so to reflect on what, what Jesus did for us so that we could have faith, that we could have hope, that we mm. could respond to what God has already placed in our hearts. 
beautiful. Janet, would you would you be able to lead us in a closing prayer as we respond to the Lord and the things that we've learned today? Yeah. Well, Father, we are just so grateful. I am so grateful for the gift that you have poured out for us in giving us your Son. And because Christ died for us on the cross, we can have hope. So, Lord, I I just want to pray for everyone who is listening to this podcast that you would pour out your Holy Spirit and give them hope for every area of their lives where perhaps they feel hopeless, they feel like they've they've asked so many times and they haven't heard your answer. Mm. Your answer to us is Jesus Christ, crucified, died buried and risen. And so, Lord, I I pray for hope, the hope that you give to each one of us. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Janet, for spending this time sharing with us. It's been very fruitful, I know, in my own listening, and I'm sure for everyone else who's listening. Well, as we close today, I just want to remind you of what's up next here at Heart of the Father Ministries. We have our next one-day Unbound Conference coming up in St. Charles, Illinois. Matt Lozano and Ann Stevens will be speaking at that conference. That and all of our other events coming up can be found on our website, heartofthefather.com, under the Events tab. And I just need to mention also our upcoming series, our book study with Matt Lozano's latest title, Free to Be Holy. That will be a four-week series beginning March 28th. If you haven't picked up a copy of Matt's Free to Be Holy, it's available through our website, heartofthefather.com, and click on the tab that says Shop Online. Next week, you'll hear from Matt and Jen as they talk about Chapter 9 of the Gospel of John in our Lenten series. And that's it for now. So thank you so much for being with us today. For myself, Janet Lozano, our producer, Jacqueline Harper, and all of the servant team here at Heart of the Father Ministries, we wish you and your loved ones a continued happy and holy Lenten season. Bye for now. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about taking hold of the freedom you have been given in Christ, check out our website, heartofthefather.com, and find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is Matt. Jen, Rachel, and Jacqueline saying goodbye until next time. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him. And he with me. Revelation 3.20